0: This is Zoe Church LA. We're not just fans, but rather followers of Jesus. Tune in as Pastor Chad Veach teaches of God's love and how we can live a Zoe life, an abundant life. Joshua chapter 3, verse number 1. Now, let me give you some context uh, before we jump into today's reading. Uh, Joshua is, is the leader after Moses. Moses, if you'll remember, uh, Moses was the stutterer. He was the the murderer that that God still chose to use to get God's people out of slavery of Egypt and was promised to lead them into the promised land. It, It was Moses that, remember, led them through the Red Sea on dry ground, Moses received the Ten Commandments. Moses was the guy that, you know, had the pillar of cloud and the fire. And Moses was the guy. But Moses, right before they come to the promised land, he has a a whoopsies and um, disqualifies himself from entering into the promised land. God chooses a new leader with a different spirit. You know, one of the things that I want to encourage you is to always maintain your different spirit. Never just fall in line with everybody else. We don't need more of the ordinary. We don't need more of everybody else. We need people that carry a different spirit. Joshua had a spirit of faith. Joshua had a spirit of courageousness. But Joshua had a spirit that said, you know what? If if God is for us, who can be against us? Joshua Joshua's going like, we haven't made the playoffs in eight years. But free agency landed, and now we're about to go to a whole nother level. Don't think I wasn't going to slip into Lakers on our anniversary. (laughs) Joshua has a different spirit, and he takes over. And the first thing God says to him is, young man, be strong and courageous. Be very strong and very courageous. The enemy of your soul wants to make you weak and afraid, but God is trying to make you strong and courageous. In order for you to walk in your promised land, in order for you to take hold of your God-given potential, it's going to take strength and courage. Strength and courage. I wonder if today you feel strong and courageous. That's why we get into the presence of God. That's why we come to church, because when I get into the presence of God, all of a sudden where I felt weak and I felt afraid... All of a sudden, now I feel strong and I feel courageous. He says, Josh, don't be, don't be afraid. Don't be weak. Don't be soft. I'm teaching my son how to golf this last week. And the only thing I instructed him, so I didn't tell him anything about his swing, yet he's five. He says, son, hit that ball as hard as you can. <laughs> be strong and Courageous. God is about to use Joshua to lead his people into the promised land. And as they get ready to go, they have to cross the Jordan River. Before they cross the Jordan River, it says that Joshua led them and all the children of Israel. One of the things I love about Zoe, it's never just about us. It's always about our kids. We have a commitment at our church to the next generation. It's not just us that's going into our promised land. Come on, you may have faith that our kids will come, us and come with us into the promised land. Says Joshua was leading them and all of the children of Israel, I want you to get this picture. It's not just the superstars. It's not just the CEOs. It's not just the adults. Come on. It's the kids' table that's come along. It's the three-year-olds and the seven-year-olds. It's the ten-year-olds that are coming into the promised land. It's never just about you. It's always about the next generation. That's why the Bible says one generation shall declare his works to the next generation. So Joshua is leading The adults and the children into the promised land. And as they get ready to go, as they get ready to cross over the Jordan River, watch what God says to Joshua before they even begin to cross. Joshua chapter 3. They've been waiting for this moment for over 40 years in the desert. Then Joshua rose early in the morning and they set out from Acacia Grove and they came to the Jordan. And he and all the children of Israel and lodged there before they crossed over. So it was after three days that the officers went through the camp and they commanded the people saying, when you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, your God and the priests and the Levites bearing it, then you shall set out from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it about 2,000 cubits by measure. Do not come near it, then you may know the way by which you must go. For you have not passed this way before. In other words, you've never done this before. I want to encourage you, God's not trying to go through Groundhog's year with you every year. God's trying to bring you into new ground, into new territory, into a new season. You've never done this before. Anybody getting excited about the, come on, it's a new adventure. God's not trying to take you back to one oak. Some of you in the back is like, but what if he did? What if he wanted me to? I'll do it, Lord, for you. I'll do it. No, you're sick. You need to be in church. I'm kidding. You've never done this before. You've never passed this way before. We serve the God of new beginnings. Serve the God of new rivers. Serve the God of creativity. The God of innovation. Innovation. We serve the God that says, I'll make rivers in the desert place. It's like, y'all, y'all seen pillars and clouds and manna and you've seen some stuff, but you've never seen this before. That's the God we serve. You've never gone this way before. Verse 5, and Joshua said to the people, sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. In other words, God's, God's getting ready to do something so massive, are you ready for it? Get yourself ready because God's about to do a wondrous thing. I hope that in your life, you're not preparing for the bad, evil thing. I hope in your life, you're preparing for the awesome God thing. God's about to do wonders among you. Your business is going to go to another level. Your relationships are going to flourish. Come on, your health and the future of your life. God's about to do a wondrous thing. He's not going to do a bad thing. He's going to do a wondrous thing. Then Joshua spoke to the priest saying, take up the Ark of the Covenant and cross over before the people. So they took up the Ark of the Covenant and they went up before the people. And The Lord said to Joshua, this is what I love. And I want to encourage somebody with this thought. This day I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all of Israel. That they may know that as I was, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. In other words, God is saying, I'm doing all of this to promote you. Some of you need to understand that you're already a big deal to, to God But when he gets a hold of your life and you sanctify your life, he'll make you a big deal in front of others. You cannot make a big deal of yourself. I was with somebody this last week, and for 30 minutes they started to tell me who they are and where they've been and who they know. You ever meet somebody like that? Come on, people, we live in Los Angeles. (laughs) And the more they talk, the least you're impressed. And God says to Joshua, "I'm, I'm about to make you a big deal. And I'm about to show some people that as I was with Moses, I'm with you. But it has to do with these steps that you need to take in order for me to exalt and elevate your life to where there will be respect on your name. Amen to that? I want to preach a message, write down the title. I love this, on Anniversary Sunday. Write down the title of today's message. It's called, It's Time to Move On. It's time to move on. We can't stay here. It's time to move on. Let's pray and let's believe that God will come. And speak to us today. Jesus, we thank you so much for your grace. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your word. We thank you that it's a lamp to our feet and a light unto our path. We are asking you by the power of your spirit that you will show us who you really are. We expect the wondrous thing. We expect the God thing. And we thank you, Lord, that you've been faithful to our church and our lives for four years. We get faith for our future. We get excited about what you're going to lead us into. So we just declare who you are. We thank you for your promises. Lord, we thank you that you are for the Lakers in Jesus' name. And everybody said together, come on, let's clap together and thank God. I got a big cheers for the Lakers and anniversary Sunday. I don't know if you've ever kind of sensed that before when Like this thing is, this thing is over. This thing is done. It it is time to move on. I don't know if you've ever felt this before in your life, but I I love this kind of feeling when it's like, I know that it's time to be completed and I'm ready to turn the page and move. Sometimes you're like kind of indecisive. Like, I don't know. Like for example, somebody was trying to convince me that it's time to move on from half and half and into Oatly milk. And I'm like, you're a classic Angelino. no thank you. I'm a half and halfer for life. You can keep your oat milk. I don't want your silk milk, your soy milk, your oat milk, I don't want none of your almonds. I want half and half. Somebody give me an amen. I just don't know if it's time to move on. I'm wearing today for the first time my Apple Watch. I'm testing it. I don't know if it's time to move on past my phone, but I wanna count my calories, okay, so. But sometimes you get indecision, like is it time? Like, Someone's trying to convince me this week that it's time to move on past cable TV and just into the Apple TV, and it's like, okay, I'm sorry, but I watch TV and I need both. (laughs) I don't get along with people who are like, I don't watch TV. Really? I like both. (laughs) I watch a lot of TV. But one of my favorite things about going to to a sporting event is, is if the home team, the home crowd, if you go to like a Laker game, especially this happens at Clipper games, Go like a Laker game and the home team is right in it to maybe the end or maybe like halfway through the fourth quarter. There will be like a play. It could be like a turnover or it could be a shot that the other team hits. But there is a moment in the arena that everybody watching can tell right there. This game just ended (laughs) right at that moment. There might be five minutes left. There could be two minutes left, but you ever just look around and you're like, oh my gosh, the whole arena is walking out. Growing up as a, as a poor little pastor's kid, this is when my dad would wait for all of them to leave and then we'd get down to the good seats. One minute of pleasure, come on, it's awesome. One minute of great seats in the house. Come on, who am I preaching to? Who relates with what I'm talking about right now? But it's just a sign this thing is over. I want to encourage you four years into Zoe and wherever you're at in your life, it's a sign that what has happened has happened. It's time to move on. It's time to move forward. We can't stay where we are. We've got to get up out of our seat and start walking into our God-given potential. Come on, give them a clap of praise today if you're excited about moving forward into what God. Come on, Valley, make some noise right now. I can't stay here. I'm going to move on. I've got to move forward. The first thing that God says to Joshua, look again in Joshua chapter 3, verse 1. Then Joshua rose early in the morning, and they set out from Acacia Grove. And they set out. Write down number one today. Where are you coming from, and what are you set out towards? Where are you coming from, and what are you set out towards? It's so important that you understand, I'm coming out of this, and it's not just that I'm coming from this, it's that I'm actually set out towards this other thing. Most of us get ourselves in trouble because we're only focused on what we're coming out of, and we don't focus on what we're set out towards. Most of us have to understand that it's not about the, it's not about the pain of the past, it's about the power of the potential. We're not, we're not focused on, oh, I gotta get out of this relationship, I gotta get out of my addiction, I gotta get out of this this, this business, I gotta get out of, oh, my boss or this. It's not about where you're coming from, it's what you're going towards. And if we don't get eyes to see what God has, we'll be motivated by the wrong thing. Negativity never motivated anybody. The wrong thing never drove anybody. I'm motivated to cross my Jordan River because I see power in my potential. I see future for my family. I see calling for my children church come on somebody thank god right now it's not what i'm coming from alone it's what i'm going towards and most of us we only get stuck in in the negative i'm coming out of this i'm coming out of that well i'm glad you can identify what you're coming from but have you identified what you're running towards i'm coming out of addiction but i'm running to freedom coming out of abuse but i'm running to healing Coming, I'm coming out of a season of isolation, but I'm running to connect group this season. I'm coming out of selfishness and serving myself, but I'm running to serve and help build God's house. Don't just know where you're coming from, you gotta identify what you're running towards. I love this. The first thing that they did before they crossed the Jordan River is they said they're coming from Acacia Grove. Acacia translated In the Hebrew, it's a word of hardness of wood. In other words, they are coming out of a hardness season. They're coming out of hard-heartedness. They're coming out of the pain of being stuck in the mud. And they're getting to rivers that are flowing, rivers that have, come on, refreshment. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but maybe you've had a season where you were hard. And you were stuck, and you're feeling like, oh, this season's been hard for me, and I've been stuck here. Maybe you've been in a Kezia Grove-type season. I want to tell you, God's calling you to the living waters. God's calling you to his rivers. He's calling you to freshness. He's, it's that you're coming from something, it's you're running towards something. I knew when I was really saying yes to Jesus, first time I really surrendered, like really, really, really surrendered my life to God. I was 19 years old, September 10th, uh, 1999. I almost said 96, but it was 99. September 10th, 1999, and I'll never forget, I had long flowing hair, hair past my shoulders. I did this, I grew up my hair because people, I moved to L.A., and people said, surfers, could get girlfriends that could pick up chicks. I couldn't pick up anybody, so I grew out my hair. It didn't work. I didn't get married until 28. Anyways, it's another message for another day. And I'll never forget, on September 10th, 1999, I was in the car with my friend. Now he's my brother-in-law. And he popped in a cassette tape, and we listened to a preacher preach a message from Galatians 6, 7, and 8. Galatians 6, 7, and 8 says this. Do not be deceived. For God cannot be mocked. For whatsoever a man sows, that he shall reap. For anybody that sows to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But anybody that sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap everlasting life. And he started to explain and break down everlasting life. And the Greek term for it is called zoe life. September 10, 1999, God gave me the, the name of our church when I was 19 years old. God was showing me then you are leaving. You're coming from being driven and led by the flesh. And you're running towards the spirit of God. It's not that you're just coming from something. It's you're running towards something. You're running from self. And you're running to serving. Come on, anybody excited? I'm not staying at Acacia Grove. I'm going into the God thing that he has for me. I wish somebody would get some faith right now and just tell God, I know what you're bringing me from, but I got eyes what you're taking me towards. They get to Acacia Grove, and they get out of there, and they get down to the Jordan River. And the second thing they do, I love this about God. Watch this. Joshua, the same verse, Joshua 3, verse 1. Then it says, from there, then Joshua rose early in the morning, and they set out from Acacia Grove and came to the Jordan. And he and all the children of Israel lodged there before they crossed over. They set up camp. In other words, God said, before you guys cross over this thing, I need you to set up here, write down number two, and get everything ready. We're not rushing you across the Jordan. We're not just going to take you across this river. Before you cross, you better get ready for all that I'm about to bring you into. I want to tell somebody today, you better get ready, get ready, get ready. God is about to do something that is exceedingly, abundantly, far above anything you can ask, think, or imagine. And you better start getting ready. Come on, because you're going to cross over your Jordan River, and you're going to walk in your potential. But before you do, you got to get everything ready for what God's about to do. I wonder if this morning, I wonder if tonight you are ready for what God has for you. Because a lot of us just want it. You're not ready for it. So he brings them out of hardness and into preparation. He brings them out of stubbornness and stuckness and into preparation. And he says, listen, we're about to cross. But before we cross, remember, God always brings preparation. Your separation is in your preparation. The way that God will use you is according to your preparation. I want to be ready for what God has for me. So he says, listen, lodge here, lodge here, set up camp. I know it looks awesome and the rivers are here. I know it looks great and you can see the promised land, but we need to get some things in order. I wonder if you have the ability to lead yourself to sit by the river and the streams of God and allow God to begin to do something on the inside of you you cannot walk in your potential until you sit and lodge at the river of God he brings them down to the river which I always think of Chris Farley down by the river Anybody that's 25 or younger is like, who's that? Before you cross over, you need to drink from my river. You need to prepare yourself. You need to get a hunger for God. You need to understand that the ultimate prize is not crossing the river, it's the essential thing that I have for your life. But the prize is not crossing, the ultimate is not in the crossing. The ultimate is in the drinking. The Hebrew word for drinking here, it is literally translated that they drank like they were very thirsty. They drank like they couldn't get enough to drink from the living waters. Look here in Isaiah what God says that he can do in your dry land, in your dry season. The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. God doesn't lead you into the desert land. He's trying to get you into the river of God. He's trying to get you to drink and just say, I can't get enough of the water. Come on, anybody thankful today that Jesus said, if you drink from this water, you will never thirst again? Oh, somebody ought to praise God right now. I'm getting ready to cross over into my promised land. I can't just cross, I got to get ready. Somebody like, oh, Four years is awesome, but I, I want next level. All right. How's the budget? Because he's not going to bless chaos, and he doesn't just use desire. They have been wanting to get out of the desert for 40 years. You interview any of them and their children, it's not a lack of desire. It's a lack of practice and obedience and setting your life apart to be prepared to cross over into the promised land. He says listen we're going to cross but before you do you get ready you get ready. I want to speak to Zoe Church on our anniversary Sunday. We are getting ready. We are getting prepared to go into vision Sunday and the vision of our church and we're preparing ourselves like crazy to get ready for whatever God wants to do. And we are not holding on to the past of conferences and worship albums and colleges. We're saying Lord we're going to sit at your river and drink from your well and whatever you want to take us forward, you can do whatever you want. We're just ready for the God thing that you want to do. Come on Zoe, get some faith today. Give them a praise right now Whatever you want God We're ready and prepared And so they lodged there And they lodged there And they lodged there In the appropriate time God began to lead them Across the Jordan River He began to lead them across But as they crossed The Jordan River God had some specific Instruction for Even while they crossed What they should do So he didn't just Bring them out of hardness And into preparation He leads you Every step of the way some of you are like, God, I'm crossing the river. Is this good? Like, is this? Well, Pastor, is, is this right? No, God will lead you every step of the way. It's not the God of silence. He says, my sheep will recognize my voice. He's the God of leadership. He's the good shepherd. We don't serve the God that's hard to find. Even in the midst of crossing the Jordan, God's talking. Watch what God says as they cross the Jordan River. Oh, I love this scripture right here. Put it on the screen, Joshua chapter 4. We're in chapter 4 now, next chapter, and it says this, And command them, saying, Take for yourselves twelve stones from here, out of the midst of the Jordan, from the place where the priest's foot stood firm. You shall carry them over with you, and leave them in the lodging place where you lodge tonight. You shall carry these twelve stones. Write down number three today, Pick up your stones you cross this Jordan River, I want you to take these stones that have the priest's foot stood firm, and I want you to pick them up. In verse 5, we don't have to read it, but in verse 5 it says, I want you to carry them on your shoulder. In other words, what God is saying is you pick up the truth and the conviction of what I taught you in four years, and you take over. It's not that God's not trying to take you out from to and say, you get across the Jordan and go, man, I hated it back there. All those people, back, haters back there. Man, I couldn't stand it when we were over there. Man, that was the worst thing. Man, I didn't. No, there is some truth that you need to carry with you. There are some things that God has done in your life. There are some stones that you need to carry. And they're the stones that caused the priest stu- foot to stand firm. In other words, these are God's words and God's truths and God's principles and God's power. And I'm picking them up and I'm carrying them on my shoulder. In other words, these are convictions that I carry. These 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 are truths. These are promises. They're not on pastors' shoulders. They're not on my connect group leader. They're not on my team. They're my convictions. Come on, Zoe, pick up your stones. Pick up your stones. These are the stones that God has given us. These are the things that God has marked us by. In other words, he said, you're not just going to pass this season of my faithfulness and walk by and forget about all that I did in four years. I want you to go to your promised land. But don't you forget, there's some things that had our pastors and our leaders stand firm in those seasons. You're not leaving behind what I taught you. You're not going to just forsake those four years of faithfulness. You're not just moving on to bigger and better. There's some things you need to carry on your shoulders. Remember back in the day when people used to carry those big boom boxes? Thank God we got it right now on the phone. Like I'm promoting the Apple phone now. It's like, dude, you've wore it for two hours. Stop. (laughs) Put on your shoulder these stones. These are the stones that allowed the priest's foot to stand firm. Because guess what? There's going to be another river. Because guess what? There's going to be another dry season. We're not just going to let these stones be like, that was cute. That was fun. That was cool. I remember one oak, That was cool. I remember, I remember the El ray, That was cool. I remember conference year one. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, these are stones. Right. and God's asking you to carry them on your shoulder. Right. These stones become your conviction. Yeah. They become your burden. Yeah. These stones become, it's not, hey, don't you try and carry my stone. This is my stone for my family. Right. Well, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. This is bigger than a boombox to me. This is, this, is my, this is my burden that I carry. I carry a burden for souls. And I carry a burden for the city of Los Angeles. I carry a burden for my friends and my family. I carry the stone of Zoe Church. In fact, I'm going to give you, just as we close today, 12 stones that God wants us to take. There was 12 stones that Israel carried into the promised land. There's 12 stones we're going to carry into our promised land, Zoe. Write down number one. The first one is Jesus. Jesus is the first stone that we carry into our next season. Because what does it say in the Bible? It says that the stone that the builders rejected for us is the chief cornerstone. The first stone we pick up is the stone called grace. Grace has a name and his name is Jesus. Grace is not a principle, it's a person. And we pick up grace and we'll carry it. Come on, anybody thankful? We're not under the law. We're now under Jesus and under grace. Write down number two. I love number two. Faith. We've got faith for our future. We've got faith to move forward. We carry the stone of faith. In other words, we don't go by what we see or we don't go by what we hear. The just shall live by faith. Remember, faith is what honors God the most. And it's what God mostly honors. So we are carrying with us into our future a ridiculous faith. You know that there's levels of faith. It was Kendrick Lamar that said there's levels to this, so did God. God says there's levels of faith, and we're going to go to another level in our belief. Another level in our trust. Another level in our confidence in God. So I'm carrying the, look, God, if you did this before, you can do it again. God, if you did it over here, you can do it right here. God, if you did it way back then, you can do it right now. Are there any faith people at Zoe Church? Anybody have faith that God's going to give us a building? Anybody have faith we're going to reach the next generation? Anybody have faith that God will do the impossible? Come on, give them a faith clap right now. I'm filled with faith right now. Write down number three, generosity. We carry generosity. Generosity is my, is my stone. I carry it. I, I, I live to give. It's not that I give occasionally. No, it's my lifestyle. I live a generous lifestyle. It's a Stone, we're carrying right down number four, prayer. We're going to pray. We're a, we're a praying church. We're in the midst right now of 21 days of prayer. And we don't pray casually. We pray, the, the Bible says, and the church prayed earnestly. In other words, we throw our heart in this prayer. We pray with all that we have. On Sundays when we lift up a hand and we say we're going to pray in the service, what we're saying is all the God that's in me, I'm sending it to them. Everything that I've experienced, I send. All the good thoughts, all the God dreams, all the God promises, I'm praying. Are there any prayer people in the house at zoe we say we don't believe in the power of prayer we believe in the power of god we're carrying prayer across our river right down number five how about serving we're carrying serving god didn't lead me across my jordan to stop serving he led me across my river so i could serve at a whole nother level It's what caused my feet to be firm. When I felt washy, when I felt emotional, I was just, I just kept serving. God's saying, don't lose that spirit. Don't lose that heart. Serve your city. Serve your nation. Serve your family. Serve your spouse. Serve your church. We're a church that serves. Jesus, the servant of the living God. Write down number six, community. I'm not leaving my four years and going into my promised land by myself. No, the power is that we get to do this together. This last week, we experienced probably one of the worst things that has happened in the history of our four years of existence. Where our Tommy and Leah that lead our kids' ministry, getting ready just a couple days before their due date, go in to the doctor, had felt kicking that morning from the baby, and received the sudden tragic news that their baby inexplicably had passed away. This last week, our sweet Leah had to give birth to a baby that had already passed. Sometimes life's not fair. We grieve together, we cry together, And I'm so amazed and so impressed with Tommy and Leah, who they are and their faith, their attitude of hope, their conviction of Jesus. Have every right to be angry, bitter. Moments before their first child crib all set up, car seat ready, and the baby passes away. The thing that meant so much to me was not only their attitude of faith, but so many of our staff in church, in the waiting room, speeding being there for them getting meals together. The thing that Tommy told me was we couldn't have gotten through this on our own. We're just so thankful for the community of Zoe Church and the way that Zoe has rallied around us to care for our family. And we know that we can get through this because of the community that's around us. I don't know about you, but I love Tommy and Leah with all my heart and our hearts and our prayers go out to them. And I'm so blown away by the example that they showed to plug themselves into community and say, in the time that we need friends and family around us the most, we're gonna put them, if they're willing to come to the waiting room, you're welcome in the waiting room. I want to tell you if you're part of our church, we want to come to the waiting room with you. We want to sit there and cry with you. We want to sit there and laugh with you when you get a promotion. But we're not allowing you to be by yourself. Come on, somebody thank God right now. That's the stone we're carrying across our Jordan River. It's the power of community. We don't offer you services. We offer you friendship. We offer you community and connection. Don't be somebody living on your own going through life's hardest times on your own. You need community, and we're carrying it across into our next season. Somebody say amen. Come on, let me give you a few more. Number seven, write it down. Kindness, we're carrying kindness. Number eight, compassion. I love this about Zoe, that anytime something happens, it could be in Sri Lanka, it could be somewhere across the world, it could be over in St. Louis, it could be in Dallas, Texas, it could be up in Seattle, Washington, but we treat it like it's our own family. We carry the burden of compassion, and we're not moving forward in our promised land and saying, forget all y'all. No, we're going to live with empathy and live with compassion and carry one another's burdens. I love this next one. Write it down. I love this. It's, how about, how about uh, laughter? We're going to laugh together. Write down the next two, favor and freedom. There's favor on you because of what you're attached to. The favor of God is on your life because you're attached to Jesus. And Jesus gives you supernatural grace and supernatural favor. And he wants you not just to have favor but freedom. Oh, it's one of the hallmarks of Zoe Church that we are free from our, uh, our pain. We're free from our past. We carry not just the, the message of Jesus, we carry the freedom of Jesus. And the last thing, right down number 12. I love this. We are in this heart and soul. I can just see Jesus calling us, saying, come on. You're getting out of your hardness and into your preparation. And as you cross over, I don't want you just to leave those four years behind. I want you to take some truths with you. You're going to need with you generosity and prayer. You're going to need kindness. You're going to need compassion. You're going to need heart and soul. You're going to need everything that I taught you in these four years. Come on, to release you into the thing I'm calling you to. Come on, anybody got faith today that God's leading us into bigger? He's leading us into better. He's Come on, I can't stay here. It's time to move on.